Meet Your Maker makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry, and Meat ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code WAYPOINT for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. This episode of the Flushman Dustin Podcast is brought to you by Hunt Ready. Reliable equipment driving inspiration in the outdoors. And all of their equipment is sourced and handcrafted here in the U.S. of A. Their mission is to build gear that's extremely durable, highly versatile, and ultra-light to further enable your journey into the field, regardless of where the road may lead. So be sure to go out and check out Hunt Ready at H-U-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. That's HuntReady.com. This episode is also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. They're focused on the safety and comfort of our hunting dogs. We personally carry the Gundog Outdoors first aid kit, as it has all of the items that we need to keep our dogs safe in the event of an injury. Be sure to go check out gundogoutdoors.com and use code RINGNECKS to save you some cash. Hunters, welcome back to another Flush and Dustin podcast. Tonight we have a, she considers herself a novice upland hunter, uh, accidental bird dog owner, uh, so we're excited to have her on. Her name's Andrea. Is it Leaker? Deeker. Deeker. Yes. I think on your screen, it I think it says an L instead of a D. Oh, uh, yeah. So that threw me change. off. Oh, no worries. <laughs> um, so we're excited to have her on. She's based out of Missouri. Um, so we're just going to let her introduce herself and uh, we'll take the conversation from there. Um, hey, y'all. Um, I'm Andrea and I am from uh, Wichita, Kansas originally. Um, and then, uh, moved out to the East coast for a few years and then found myself back in the Midwest about seven years ago and, um, was really happy to kind of get back to the things that I enjoyed growing up in, you know, Kansas. Uh, we had a family farm near Fredonia, got to be outside a lot, um, deer hunted and turkey hunted. Um, so with the move back, just kind of reignited some of those past uh, passions and areas of interest and um you know found myself uh, starting to get into it more and I guess here talking to you guys about it awesome awesome so it sounds like you've recently got into bird hunting of all hunting how did that come about so um, I never really bird hunted growing up, um, you know, went on little quail walks every now and then with my dad, but um, never really, never really got into it. Um, and so when I moved back from the East Coast, I was like so thrilled because we actually had a yard. Like I lived in downtown DC and I was like, I'm getting a dog. That's, <laughs> that was like the goal. I'm getting a dog. Um, so I spent like months, like looking for a dog. I was like going to shelters. I was, I was thinking I was going to get that kind of dog. Um, and, uh, you know, I looked at all different animals and nothing ever just kind of like seemed like a good fit. Um, and through this search, I ended up finding my dog cookie. Um, and I got her 
let's see, it was the day after Valentine's Day um, in 2017. And um, I, had grown up with Britney's. Um, so I kind of knew a little bit about what bird dogs needed. And I saw this just like gorgeous pointer on this website and um, just like knew she was mine, like had to have this dog. And, uh, you know, did all the calling, um, informed my husband at the time later that we were getting a dog, um, had drafted this like beautiful application and like wrote this letter all about how like she's, she's gotta come to me. I know what she needs. Somebody's gonna pick up this dog and, you know, not know that it needs to run, that it needs, um, you know, to just be out um, and she's gonna be back with you. And so if you send her to me, she's gonna be really happy. Um, and she was about six months old is what they said. So, um, you know, our application was approved and I went to go pick up this dog um, and she was terrified, just like <laughs> terrified of everything. Um, she was like car sick. She just like spent the first day back with me, just like glued to my shoulder. She just like could not leave or separate from me. Um, so I thought like, what did I get myself into? This dog is really weird. Um, this is gonna be a challenge. You know, how scary. is this gonna shake out? It'd be scary not knowing uh, what to do with the dog and acting like that. Most puppies are, you know, loving and wanna mm -hmm. play and to have a dog like that right away. It's like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. So she, um, she's come a long way, but um, I never got her with the intent to hunt her. Um, so I started taking her on walks and, uh, you know, I would notice uh, and start running with her in downtown. So like we were like out in the crossroads in Kansas City, very downtown area. And she would just like be super interested in all of those pigeons, like the downtown pigeons. I'd be like running down the sidewalk and there would be one just like there. And she would just like turn and just be a stone. And I had no idea what she was really doing. Um, <laughs> Like we are both novices to this and I'm not sure she really knew what she was doing either. Um, and she just like, she would just point birds. And it was the only time that dog was not afraid of anything <laughs> is when we were running and when she was around birds. So that was kind of like a, well, maybe she's not a bad bird dog. Yeah. So how did that transition from running, seeing her interact with those pigeons to making the decision to, you know what, let's try it out in the field. Yeah, um, so I guess tangentially to some of this, um, I uh, had been going to some women's shotgun clinics that are hosted by our local Pheasants Forever chapters. Nice. Um, again, not necessarily with the intent of hunting, but just like, you know, getting comfortable around firearms again. Um, it had been a long time since I picked up a gun. So, um, you know, I talked to a couple of those folks about like what I was seeing and they're like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe she's interested in birds, but maybe she's gun shy. Like, why would you, why would you give away this dog? Um, cause she's, she's beautiful. She was always like very healthy, never had a problem with her. Um, looks, you know, looks exactly like what you'd want. And, uh, so they couldn't piece it together. Like, it's gotta be it. She's gotta be gun shy. So I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe, maybe there goes that idea. Um, and so my brother is really who's um, kind of 
created that bridge for me into upland hunting. Um, you know, I talked to him a lot about Cookie and, and his dogs. And one of his was a rescue too. And he was like, well, I had a lot to get over with it, but you know, that dog hunted, like, you know, it, it went through training. And so, um, you know, I just kind of started uh, letting her, you know, point the birds when we would see them. Yeah. And then I started taking her out to the gun range with me. Um, and uh, I just like sit in the car with her and just like feed her treats, you know, and eventually we'd like roll down the window and she didn't freak out. And then I'd get her out of the car and just like walk around and feed her treats. And she seemed fine. Um, walk her a little closer to what to the shooting and see if she freaked out. And she was fine. Um, so then my brother invited me to go hunting with him. And uh, she didn't like go out, um, but she was in the pickup and, you know, with us on a long line. And um, she seemed just like vibrant, like and bold, like she was not cowering and tail tucked like she typically had been. So um, just kind of took some baby steps like that. And eventually the bird that she pointed on and you got. Um, so let's see, I had, um, the first time I shot over her, I took her to, um, well, cause my dad, uh, came out and they live in Utah and he was like, I bet she can do this. And so we took her to a preserve and, um, I hunted, I hunted there with my dad that day and she, you know, pointed some preserve pheasants. Um, but after that, um, I actually, for quite a few seasons, I'd, I'd shot wild birds over my brother's dogs, over other people's dogs, but it didn't come together for me and Cookie until 2020 um, when she pointed some quail and we connected. Nice. So. And how, how old is she now? Maybe you said that. Well, I don't know. She's she's probably five, but yeah. I don't have any papers for her or anything like that. That's that's best guess, like four and a half, five. Sometimes those are the best dogs. That just yeah. find like that. And as a natural ability. I was going to tell you that maybe you want to take Tyler to shoot marines to get him. Oh, so he's not uh, afraid, of, afraid to feed him a few treats. Maybe he'd shoot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually shot good this past year. I mean, we we'll see how we'll, we'll see how this year bit. goes. Right? You know, it could be different. You never know, but. So you've, uh, so how many years have you uh, hunted wild birds with her now? So that would have been, we just finished her third season. Um, that first season we started going out. Um, yeah, I just hunted probably three or four times. Yeah. Um, the next season uh, clicked it up a little bit. And then um, we really got after it this last year. Um, and you, uh, you, you said you had a family farm, correct? Is that what you said? Yeah, near Fredonia. And so how big is that? And do you guys, you know, do you guys plant food plots? Or are you kind of trying to get the bird population up there? Or like, no, what's, the situ not. what's the situation there? <laughs> what's the situation there? Uh, it's more white tails and turkey. So um, it used to be, we had about 900 acres, but um, slowly we've kind of downsized that. And so there's about 350 still. Um, and mostly, mostly ag. Um, but uh not not really great for upland birds. Okay. Where, what state was that in? Kansas? You Kansas. Yeah, Kansas. so southeast Kansas. Okay. Is it just not good for birds just because of it being crop clearing, crop ground and just not cover? Or? 
it just, it's never really had quail. Um, you know, it's uh, definitely not the right spot for pheasants. So um, I think just that, that section has really just declined in bird population in Kansas. Um, but uh, I'm a city girl, so those are not my questions to answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Totally understand. So you've gone three seasons now with a cookie. Mm-hmm. What have you seen from the first season of Cookie on uh, her first wild bird? How did that interaction go to this season where you guys have just really, sounds like you kind of come into your own, you know, you two working together, uh, really getting after it. How have you seen her change in the field to what has like helped you helped you out as well, uh, maybe enjoy it more or just more success in the field? Yeah, um, so I had to learn a lot, um, you know, and understanding what this dog is doing. And um, so I got really excited, of course, when I, you know, shot that first bird over her and I was like, this is awesome. We're gonna, we're gonna learn how to do this. Um, mostly also because just like that, she's just changed. She's such a different dog now. And, um, you know, I think half the time it's a people problem, not a dog problem. And, um, so I think that that's that's with many things in the world, (laughs) right? (laughs) Cross apply to (laughs) all sorts of things. Um, yeah, so she, she's changed in the sense that she's, um, she used to be so aloof and so distant and she's like, my shadow, you know, where we've gotten really close. And, you know, I think I gave her some of what she needed and, you know, her, some of what I needed too. Um, but like learning so much more about this animal. I mean, like you are just trusting this thing that you can't talk to, that you have to just like acknowledge their body movements and, and try to understand what's going on around you um, and just have them lead you in the right way. Um, it's, it's just a really weird, um, like psychological, exploration there and that's been really neat to see like how it's changed her from whatever nasty background she came from yeah that is really cool to see that transition from timid and scared to vibrant Mm -hmm. and would you say that cookie is like your dog so i mean i i know it's your dog but like diesel i he's not my wife's dog he won't listen to my wife it's Mm -hmm. me like he listens to me, so he's he's just my dog. That's what my wife always says. He ain't mine; he's just yours. Is that how she is with you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. she minds minds everyone pretty well. She's very polite. I am all I'm all sold on the English dogs. They are, like their manners. They are so good. Um, but she she definitely uh, she's really protective of me. Very protective. Um, you know, she's she's my girl. Yep. Yeah, yep. she's like the dog. I think everybody's got like the dog she's the dog yeah have you have you been on any hunting trips with her have you taken her out of state and gone mm-hmm. south dakota or yeah tell us about those yeah um so let's see we've hunted missouri and kansas um nebraska and arizona nice so um yeah we had a, a really good really good time um and she uh it's, just, it's so amazing, right? They like, they know so much more than you do. And uh, a lot of it was like trying to understand that. And I didn't really, oh, I got a visitor. Hello. <laughs> say hi, this is my um, up and coming hunting buddy, Catherine. How you, How you doing? doing? Say hello. Hi. 
Hi. <laughs> um, we were talking about cookie. Cookie. Yeah, we're all fan. So, yeah, where was I? What were we talking about? Uh, you're hunting trips. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, like it, it took a while for things to kind of come together. And part of it was that I didn't know what she was doing. So a lot of it was me and my like need to control what's going on and like feeling like I didn't know that. Like, and if we hadn't shot birds, you know, we were wild bird hunting and like nothing was happening. Um, and then I realized that, you know, she can smell them better than I can. So maybe I need to follow her as opposed to walking to where I think they should be. Um, and I got um, a really great lesson about habitat and um, understanding the bird behavior too, which helped yeah. me then understand why Cookie was doing what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and so kind of getting that knowledge gave me a little more comfort and confidence in giving it a try. Yeah, their noses, they tell the story way better than uh, mm -hmm. <clears throat> what we think we know. I've had, I think every bird hunter has to learn that and has to remember that throughout even the season. There's sometimes I'm like, why is the dogs going over there? There's not going to be a bird. And then. Yeah. Well, and that's what was happening is like, I was like, okay, um, here's this field. I see cover. I see food. I see water. Like there should be birds here. And I was like walking through the middle of the cornfield. Um, I had no idea why Cookie was like running over there. It made no sense to me. Um, and so there was this app that um, I found called Try Upland. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so you can sign up as a mentor or a mentee, and they kind of pair you regionally with folks. Nice. And so um, I got paired up with um, Heath um, from Hunt Ready and oh. uh, got he to. Us. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, like I got to just like get to know him and we would like exchange messages through the app and like I'd send him a picture and be like, here's where I'm at. Like, I don't understand what's happening. And, and he's like, well, you know, go, you need to go towards that draw. I'm like, what's a draw? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know what that word is. Yeah. And so um, it really helped um, understanding the habitat, but also like having him help me like know the vocabulary. Yeah. Um, too. Yeah, you're and probably used to the Go to the watering hole. That's the bar. Right, yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you saying about me? <laughs> that's country, not city. Come on. Do, do I have a reputation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So how did so the triupline, do you... Have you ever wanted to process your own wild game from start to finish? Meet Your Maker has you covered. Meat makes professional-grade grinders, vacuum sealers, sausage stuffers, dehydrators, and just about everything else to turn your garage, deer camp, or kitchen into a meat processing haven. Meat only sells their processing tools direct to consumer, cutting out the retailer markup, guaranteeing you the best price. Meat also has the only lifetime warranty in the industry. And Meet ships your tools direct to you for free. Visit MeetYourMaker.com and use code Waypoint for an exclusive discount. And get ready to deer IY this fall. Do you like meet with, did you ever meet with Heath like in person or is it just all online communication? Uh, yeah, it was all online communication, um, which I think is really great for um, people that might not be classical hunters or may not feel comfortable in that sense. Um, and so we just like exchanged messages through the app. Um, 
And, uh, you know, like eventually we like traded phone numbers and texted, but Heath and I have actually never met in person. This was like two years ago. Um, yeah. You know, I still ping him and say, hey, look what happened. And like, I connected on that first quail I told you about. And, you know, he called me and he, I, I swear he was more excited than I was. Like, he was just like so jazzed about it. <laughs> That's awesome. The question is, are you now rocking Hunt Ready? Of course I am. <laughs> I absolutely am. That's my bag. Yeah. Nice. How do you have it? How do you have it configured? Um, so this has been so difficult in trying to like find the right gear and setup. Um, because I am, you know, a whole lot smaller than the rest of y'all. And um I what I really liked about Hunt Ready, um, aside from it being a veteran-owned US-based company um, is that uh, he has daughters and they use his products. And um, so I kind of like peeked at how they had their setup. Um, so I've got, uh, but the belts are pretty small and I can configure it how I want. Um, I've got to add some stuff for this next year, um, but I was just doing kind of the zip pockets because um, for yep. smaller people, it doesn't restrict you when you walk. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm five foot one and a half on a good day. Um, so I am often going through, you know, CRP that's like bigger than me. And so um, having something that was light and could be what I wanted it to be was really important. Yeah, no, that sounds yep. good. What do you, what do you think you'll add to it this year? Um, water. Oh my gosh. Did we just like run out of water? Oh, so you didn't much? have water? Well, I mean, I threw it like in my bag, but oh, yeah. you know, now they're starting to get to be birds in there. So I need yeah, something, yeah. some place to put the water bottles. <laughs> Instead of a water bottle holder, it's what it's used for, right? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You should, uh, have you looked up uh, that rat roll that they have? Um, I've seen it, yeah. So we got that for ours for this coming year. And that's super nice for we're putting you know like tin snips in it so if they're running any traps or yeah, yeah actually aid. on that i had a buddy who almost lost his dog and i then that's when i called tyler i'm like hey, we need to carry we need to carry some some tin snips or something with this because his dog got caught in a snare, um, uh, snare. Oh, wow. and he's like it was starting to pass out and they couldn't get it and finally they were able to they, they actually cut the dog to cut the wire they oh got him yeah he was like carry one of these because i think yeah. they they had to use a knife i think is what he told me because they didn't have a a clip on him so they were like trying to get underneath it and yeah wild cookie had a really scary moment this last season um where she had a, a seizure and uh it was like she that was actually probably her best day she was she was just on fire she had pointed probably three cubbies of quail four roosters like it was she was like standing her birds really well. It probably was her best hunt. And um, you know, she goes up over the hill and I look at the GPS and says she's on point. And um, you know, so I yell to the folks I'm hunting with, like, oh, dog on point, you know, 75 yards this way, walks up there and um and he yells back, like, hey, she's not okay, you need to come up here. And um, it, to be honest, like I I almost couldn't do it. I because I couldn't just like see what was going on but I got up there and she was just like convulsing like on her back and um just completely rigid and her pupils just dilating and she just like lost all control of herself and then just went limp and I thought like I thought she was dead um 
it was, it was really terrifying. Um, and then eventually she just kind of like looked back at me. Like I like had her in my lap and her eye just rolls back and like looks at me. And then she just like rolls on her belly. <laughs> Is that the just, only time she's had a seizure? Yeah. Yeah. So I carry some, uh, like a, like a glucose paste yeah. in my bag for her now. And, um, you know, try to give her a little bit of food in the morning, not a ton um, before yeah. we go, but enough to maybe stabilize some blood sugar. And Yeah. Do you know how long that seizure kind of lasted? Probably just a couple minutes. Yeah. So my, my oldest dog Murph, he has seizures sometimes. And it's like <clears throat> the first couple I didn't time and it felt like they took forever like I felt like I was sitting there for like 15 minutes you know just like and he he doesn't shake during his he just kind of his like legs and stuff don't work and he just his muscles basically mm-hmm. just fully tense up but he doesn't shake and then he just kind of has saliva dripping out um profusely actually um and then it's like like you said his eyes are dilated or yeah dilated and then once he snaps out of it, he like just wants to love on you like crazy. Like he, do, it's like he doesn't realize that he's having it, and then all of a sudden pops out of it and is like, "Oh, you're right here!" Like, what the heck just happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of it's yeah, it's super scary. That first time is like, what the heck is going on? Yeah, you, know, you have no idea. Um, but yeah, I've I've thought about carrying some stuff like that in the field too because I talked to the vet about it. They don't think his is blood sugar because it just happens like sometimes it'll happen like once every three months sometimes it once every six months it just Mm -hmm. it always makes me nervous doing water work you know so like I never take my eye off of him when he's swimming because I I had a friend that um that's a new level of consideration I didn't think about that he uh I had a buddy that his his dog does Tyler's always training his speedo. <laughs> you're damn right. Never have my phone in my pocket. It's always on the ground. Uh, but no, my one of my buddies had, he has a black lab. Um, and not you, Nick, different guy. But uh, he trains, uh, well, he doesn't train. He just does it for fun, dock diving with it. Mm-hmm. His mom yeah. has a pond and they just go there and dock dive. Well, the dog jumped off the dock and grabbed the bumper and was swimming back and all of a sudden he just like was paddling in circles and then went under the water and popped back up and was having a seizure in the middle of that swim back yeah so I'm always just like a little concerned you know like I I get nervous to I don't do like river hunts with him or anything I just get nervous you know with if he's in a current and that happens like holy crap at least in a pond you know there's not a current and I can Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty decent swimmer I took swim lessons and was a lifeguard so I mean I feel like I could save him yeah you know so uh but yeah so it's that's always something that I consider too is you just never know but what's been would you say getting into upland uh, getting into running your own bird dog um, has been one of the biggest hurdles that you feel you've had to 
overcome or that you feel um, that you've had the most success with? Um, let's see. I think, uh, you know, for me, it, um, I mean, I, I love the dogs, of course. Dogs are like the gateway, right? But um, I think one of the, the biggest hurdles was, um, I mean, probably trying to uh, feel comfortable and safe doing this by myself. Um, yeah. yeah, especially for my first couple Ooh. seasons, um, I was hunting by myself really only this last season did I, you know, kind of start hunting with other people. Um, so it was usually just me, um, by myself and, um, and that felt really good. It felt really good to like have this like fear, a little bit of a healthy fear, right. But like figure out, um, you know, how to, uh, just, understand where I'm at in the environment and the habitat and what is out there and how to um, protect myself and be safe and, um, and, and keep the dogs safe too. Um, yeah. So yeah. just the, the feeling mean, of independence. Hunting in uh, bigger groups can be scary. Um, yeah, that terrifies you know, me actually. You don't, don't want to shoot anybody or get shot. And, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know Tyler and I are gonna have to worry about that this fall about getting shot. So <laughs> yeah, the guys that we're going with, they've actually done it. Oh gosh. <laughs> so yeah, that's I always, you know, like and I think as a like a new dog handler too, it's kind of nerve-wracking hunting with other people that have dogs because you don't want your dog to screw up or like yeah, you want your dog to perform and I mean, no dog's perfect, but it also sucks when your dog's fuck something up, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. there was that one year Nick and I went to, I think it was the first year that I hunted Murph and Lola when we were in South Dakota, the first year they yeah. went out there and there was a, a golden hour hunt and God, there were so many birds and they got into the corn. We we probably walked in like five minutes too early. Um, yeah, we did. But all the birds were walking from the corn into the grass and hadn't yet got out of corn. And my dog got in the corn and I couldn't freaking get them back for anything. And there was birds literally just going everywhere. Yeah. And out of range. And I'm like, oh my God, you feel like just a total jackass. Because it's, yeah, you know. Yeah, because if you hunt with people that understand it, you know, it's a process and diesel used to do that too hell sometimes well this past year i didn't have a sh i didn't have a shot collar on and um we got on a line of birds and there was, oh, that feels know, loaded it was loaded there's 50 60 at the end of that just got out and all the dogs were going nuts but normally i can control them really well and mm -hmm. for whatever reason he was not taking command and i was like what in the hell man I was just yelling and screaming. Then he came back and I was going, oh, I did turn your collar. Oh, okay. You should have so seen I all could, these birds. I could, I, could, yeah. Yeah. I could just give him a little nick just to like tell him to slow down, you know, because he thinks yeah. I'm keeping up with him. And I was like, ah. Yeah, so, there's so many, was, so many birds and you have six guys shooting and dogs yeah, are had, going everywhere. And oh, yeah. stand, birds and, it was like a perfectly square field and we had guys on each corner. And then as we would turn, they would rotate and they got more shooting than we did. Uh, on yeah. the edges so it was it was fun to watch that was yeah. a good time <laughs> what uh what have been a couple of your most memorable hunts with cookie so far um, let's see probably that of course you know that that first time we connected on quail um 
I, and that was actually the first time I took my son hunting with me too. Oh, nice. And so um, he got to be there for that. And uh, that was really, that was really special for, for both reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, uh, we'd been working really hard and, you know, it was, it was to that point where it's like, should I even be doing this? And then like, you know, slowly it was kind of coming together and, you know, like I started, Cookie started finding birds, but then I wasn't shooting them. So I'm, I'm a terrible shot. And I, so I went to go get shooting lessons because I was like, oh, I'm, I am not going to not damn. shoot these birds now. So I went and I, I got several shooting lessons. And then um, after that, like it kind of, kind of all pieced together after that one hunt. Um, and uh, then uh doing that with Matthew. Um, and we were not having a good morning. It was pretty cold. Um, and you know, hunting with kids is great, but you also are hunting with kids. So, um, you know, it's, it's mostly promises of, uh, you know, Casey's pizza and donuts and, um, Oh, you can't not beat Casey's pizza. Right. Making sure none of us are crying. So, um, I was actually in bumfuck Egypt today in Iowa and I stopped having Casey's pizza because I was hungry. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. So good. What, uh, so you said you went to Arizona this past year. Yeah. What, uh, what quail did you all chase out there? Um, I got my slam. So I got all three. Nice. Oh. Yep. That's awesome. How long were you out there for? Um, five days. I guess five days, four days of hunting. Um, and, uh, you know, I, my goal this last year was I wanted, I didn't even know what they were called. I, I would say I want to, I want to quail with one of the, yeah. one, of the one of the things. Um, and so uh, that was, that's what I wanted was the gambles. And everyone's like, that's so easy. They are everywhere down there. Um, that was the last bird I shot with like hours of being able to hunt left. Uh, and so I like, I, that was, that was quick. It was, we like dropped into this canyon and, the dogs were going and um, it was just the first one big beautiful male gambles and then it was like wait we gotta go and uh just rolled out so I finished my slam like barely but I got it nice. what do you what do you shoot what do you shooting um I shoot a, a Frankie Instinct 28 oh, nice. <laughs> do you main yeah. do you mainly quail hunt then um, quail's my favorite, but, um, this last year I, 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 and actually chicken, actually prairie chickens are probably my favorite, but I love quail, um, and, uh, pheasant. Is a, have you, does a 20 gauge, 28 gauge do good on prairie chickens and basically everything that you go after? Yeah. Um, part of the reason why I kind of switched to it is, um, like I said, I'm, I'm very petite and an eight pound gun is actually a lot for me. Um, yeah. And so they're pretty light and uh, it makes a world of difference being able to carry something that's like five pounds all day. Um, and uh, it was, it was harder. I mean, it definitely was hard shooting, but I, I really like it. Um, yeah. And uh, it was really easy to find shells for, so. And that's very nice. <laughs> what, uh, what type of shells are you using? Um, well, I think, Last year was kind of whatever I could get my hands on, but mostly Fioki. Okay. Um, yeah. I haven't branched out much, but I usually try to um, keep some steel shot in my bag um, just to have around. And uh, I've hunted a lot, um, like west of Kansas in the like McPherson Pratt area, and a lot of that um, 
cover is, is actually traditionally waterfowl, but it does hold quite a few pheasants. Oh, nice. So um, hunting over there, uh, definitely try to have some of that handy. Yeah. yeah, never know if he can jump shoot some birds or mm -hmm. something of that nature. Uh, how many how many different species have you got with Cookie? I th thought I saw something on one of your Facebook posts. Can't remember exactly what I said about the number of species or something that you got with them or different yeah. types of birds. So um, I've shot six species. Um, Cookie has pointed eight. So um, she, uh, she's been, she's pointed um, huns, um, sharp tail, um, prairie chickens, uh, pheasant, quail, and then we got our bob whites, our merns, our gambles, and our scale. Nice. That's awesome. Do you plan on any big trips this coming year? Or? Yeah, I really want to finish my quail slam. So um, I'd like to uh, probably do Utah. Um, my parents are out there. And, oh, yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of like big fat valley quail running around by their neighborhood. So Utah would be pretty sweet nice. to go to. Yeah, Utah would be awesome. Yeah. We're heading to Wyoming in uh, September for some yeah. uh, sage grouse. So that'll be uh, our first trip and be an interesting hunt. Yeah. I would really. We have like some. We have some pros though. So. <laughs> yeah. They say they're pros. <laughs> we'll see. We've never actually hunted with them. They'll probably complain about their ankle, and one will probably take the easy route walking. <laughs> we have a we have a chat group, obviously, because we're going to Wyoming, and it's basically just a group of talk shit all day. That's all they do. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but. The one twisted his ankle last year and still complains about it. <laughs> uh, kills me. But uh, anyways, back to the podcast. Um, so have you, what's uh, like, what's your goals with Cookie now as a full-on bird dog? And what are your goals as you progress in your upland career being you know, and I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say you're really a novice anymore, you know, I think, uh, hunted them, what, since 2017, you said, is when you kind of got That's when I it. got cookie. I think yeah. I probably started hunting really, like, 2019. Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. You've had I, awesome success, it sounds like, yeah. you know, after you learned the shooting and whatnot. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't quit um, very easy. So um, I really, I really wanted to pull it all together. I mean, it was, it was really cookie. Um, but I, I would say goals wise, um, you know, I, I mean, I do feel like a bit of a novice, you know, I'm not like some of the folks you've had on this show, right, where um, they've been breeding and training just like yeah. incredible dogs, you know, yeah. um, or have been doing this their whole lives. Um, you know, I, what I like about it, though, is that um, for me, it's it's like the one time my brain shuts off. You know, I've got I've got kids, I've got life going on, I've got this super stressful job, and it's the one thing that forces me to like notice everything. You know, you hear the way your boots sound on the gravel road. You have to pay attention to what the wind is doing and how things look and um, what your dog's acting like. And um, you know, I'd say I just I just want to keep doing that. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, I, I never set out to, you know, do something really big here, except just, you know, Enjoy. find this like thing. Yeah. That you just like, 
that just kind of is like part of your ethos and you just really, really come together at. And, um, you know, I, I do volunteer a lot with um, Pheasants Forever and our local Pheasants Forever chapters. Um, I, I think that this is a fantastic um, thing for women and children too. Um, especially when you consider like all the kinds of hunting that are out there, like all you need, all you need are a pair of boots and a gun. I mean, we've, we've often kind of overcomplicated this thing. Yep. You think you have to get this dog and you need to send them to training and you need all these guns and this garment and the, the bag and the clothes and the stuff, but, but really you don't. And I mean, I got my $150 dog and the only thing I did was teach her how to come when called. I, yep. she's never had formal training and, um, it works yeah. for us. It works yeah. for what I'm after. Absolutely. I think, and you, right. Some dogs just have it. They don't, they don't need the, you know, you gave her the bird exposure through the pigeons, you know, and <laughs> put that, it, you know, that's all she needed to have that light of, I like seeing birds and pointing birds, you know, and it's obviously worked out great for you guys and you've had awesome success. And yeah, it's the nice thing about the uplands is like I said, it doesn't take a lot of gear, you know, a lot of crazy gear. Like if you look at waterfowl and you know, it's like if you're mm -hmm. gonna do water hunts, you have all this stuff. If you're gonna do field hunts, you have all this stuff. Yeah. It's like the uplands are so nice, you can show up. I mean, yeah, you can buy a Mossberg shotgun for three hundred bucks and <laughs> yeah, head in the field, you know. Yep. You know, yep. I love like you said, just getting away and you don't have anything else to think about you're just out there in nature you know just away from your job away from life for a few hours and mm -hmm. just letting the dogs do what they want and enjoying it I think that's yeah. that's the nice part about the uplands is it's it doesn't feel stressful and it shouldn't you know it, sometimes with when I do some waterfowl hunts sometimes it can feel stressful because it's you're calling you got to switch all the decoys you got to get all this mm -hmm. set up you know and then if the wind shifts you got to move everything and it's like i don't know the uplands are just that's what i love about do you, them. do you have any plans for um a future dog um i got a second head? one i have two. Oh, nice yeah um i have a, an english setter so dotty um she just turned a year so um, I took her on some puppy walks last year. Um, I was really hoping for like a mid-range dog, but I ended up with two like really long-range dogs. <laughs> These dogs like to just roll, um, which is fun. Um, I'm my brother and I. Uh, as much as we enjoy hunting together, we're he's he's the he likes to keep them pretty close. Um, I like to let mine go because I think that's the fun part of having a a pointing dog. Um, yep. And uh, so we. Uh, we have a couple different schools of thought on that one, but um, it's been a lot of fun, and it's really helped Cookie too, having a having a, a pair. Um, and she, uh, Dottie's been great. She's um, there was one chicken hunt and uh, didn't see anything. Like finished walking this field, like nothing was there, nothing was there. But like there had to have been chickens there. And then all of a sudden, Dottie just like gets really, just really just stiff. And I, I had no idea what her points looked like at that juncture, really. And then uh, I was like, no, it can't be. And we just keep walking by. And sure enough, chicken comes up. First one. Yep. <laughs> Did you shoot? 
No, I was like, I had, I was just like watching what was going on. I was shocked. Yeah. And she had like some pretty bad cases of like puppy ADHD or ADD this last year. And um, there was like a, a pheasant where all of a sudden she just like, she stopped and I was like, oh, she's on point. And then she just like broke and like ran off. And I was like, oh, maybe not like old center or something. And now I walk right up to it and like almost on it, it came up like right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How far are your dogs ranged now? Um, so cookies. Cookie, she's pretty comfortable at five to 600 yards. Um, Dottie's, nice. Dottie's a 400 yard dog easily. Um, she went to a Steel Fork um, Kennels for some training um, after Arizona. Um, and she, yeah. did, she did great in Arizona. Um, and, uh, and he was like, yeah, she's, make sure you have the long antenna on and keep your battery charged. <laughs> That's awesome. That's crazy. So will we'll Cookie, like if she's out, 400 yards locked up on point she'll hold that point till you get there sometimes like I said she's had no formal training yeah but, um, <laughs> that's crazy though that she's like yeah yeah well she's figured it out yeah yeah that's I just, think that's just was a lot of it. it was just hunting them so she can figure out how much pressure she puts on birds like yeah yep and there's a big difference between when she's scent pointing and sight pointing and um you know so when we're hunting pheasant and quail and everything's a little closer it looks a lot different um, yeah. when we're hunting prairie chickens it looks a lot different yeah are are they ranging a lot further on prairie chickens and mm -hmm. pheasant yeah that's one thing that's nice about <clears throat> i mean there's some bigger tracts of land in iowa but there's not a lot of tracts of land where you could comfortably run a dog six to seven hundred yards out no. i mean at least not where that I'm relatively aware of, or if I, maybe if I, we traveled, you know, to the very mm -hmm. west side of the state, there would be something, but I mean, that's pretty far for here in Iowa. So I think yeah. that's pretty cool that, you know, you guys have that opportunity down in Missouri and the Kansas area or mm -hmm. Arizona, you know, whatnot. That, that's kind of what, it'll be interesting come Wyoming, seeing, just pulling up to thousands of acres of public yeah. land like all right where do we go yeah. our, our our buddies have some pretty long-ranging dogs so tyler obviously he runs two goldens and i have a black lab so we'll cover the short game yeah <laughs> we'll we'll retrieve the birds there you go see mine won't do that yeah uh, cookie will if she sees it um but uh she's she's ready to go find the next one for you nice that's awesome yeah. You have, you have, sounds like you've had, did you say what your bucket list bird was? Um, no, I don't think I did. Um, my, hey, my bucket list bird. Um, there's a, an elegant quail that's native to Mexico. That's just like, so interesting. So if I could like go have a bucket list bird, that would probably be it down in Mexico mm -hmm. but I do I do want to finish my quail slam that's kind of the other yeah the other goal that'd be cool yeah that yeah, would be cool awesome awesome well we like to keep these like right around an hour so we're, yeah, just, we're sitting good but uh we appreciate you coming on yes, um, thank you so we much had a lot of fun it was awesome learning about cookie learning about how you got back into the uplands and you know obviously 
using Heath as a little bit of a mentor. The Hunt Ready guys are great guys. And, um, you know, so it's awesome that you're supporting their best too. We, we run that. So, yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Hopefully you can complete that uh, quail slam, you know, relatively this year, next year. Um, so we're looking forward to hope maybe seeing some pictures of you hunting out in Utah and um, running cookie and Dottie. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Andrea. So always keep flushing the dust. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.